welcome to the Coin Op Cowboys, the podcast where four guys explore the absurdities of everyday life, sharing our entertaining experience and insights on a variety of topics. Hello, Coin Opians. This is part two of our two-part Halloween special. The boys are back, and uh, we discuss, well, I discuss, the uh, owner of the haunted mansion, right? Like the lore one, like the the one in the park. Who owns it? Besides Disney, obviously. But Well, while looking into it, I discover something very peculiar, a secret society of sorts. Now, the question is, does Ryan fart during my second? Well, stay tuned. But first, Ryan actually has a very interesting story this week. He discusses one of America's most legendary hauntings, Amityville. He goes in-depth of all the cruel and unusual things that happened in that house. Now, the question is, does Stephen fall asleep? You'll find out. Drop us a line if you want your comments and mail heard on air. Our email is coinopcowboyspod at gmail.com. That is coinopcowboyspod at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, and rate us. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Apple and Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you get your favorite entertainment. We release a new episode every week, so go back to past episodes and uh, catch up because you deserve it. Now, what do you say we uh, stop dilly-daddling? And uh, without further dudes... On with the show. I've got a fart on deck. It's just sitting there right at my anus. I'm just ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> we started. <laughs> that was the first thing out of it. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to the podcast. I have a feeling that's going to make his stupid ass freaking TikTok video or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's definitely the end of the clip for yeah. sure. The final words at the end of your fantastic, glorious. All right. Gentlemen, thank you for joining again for another. Uh... <laughs> I got to find my fucking thing. Remember when Hold Angel on. used to do like Shit. that epic intro? What epic intro? When you do it live. Oh, fuck that, dude. No, I have to, I have to redo it all the time. Welcome to the Coin <laughs> Welcome to the Coin Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> It took yeah. it took me like thirty minutes to get that thing down for the uh, Friday Thirteenth episode. Dude, you gotta watch Daniel Tosh do the cinnamon challenge. It's fucking funny as fuck. The cinnamon challenge? That sounds dangerous. Just put a mouthful of cin- or a spoonful of cinnamon in your mouth. <laughs> oh God! Right. So start start your podcast, Angel. Got it. This is the second episode of our Halloween challenge. Challenge. It's not really a challenge. It's just the episodes. So. This should be, uh, uh, what is it? Halloween should be tomorrow. So it's uh, really exciting to be talking about Halloween right now. Hope you guys got uh, your costumes figured out. I do. Yeah, what are you going to go as? I can't tell you. Coin out cowboy? Why not? Because it'll ruin it. What? So I saw, okay. I saw on TikTok a guy did a Halloween costume where it, it's like a... He's so he's one character, and then he has like a like a doll kind of like hanging from him, being the other character. So he had a wig on, and he was dressed as Rose from the Titanic, and she had Leo hanging on from the raft. I like at the yeah. end of the movie. That's Saw funny. someone do that, like uh, porta potty. Did you see the porta potty one? Oh, I like that one. <laughs> Where he's in the porta potty, walking around. Yeah. He's a guy carrying. The, yeah, he's the like a guy carrying porta potty. Yeah. It's like leave me alone. I'm trying to take a shit. That's funny. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and do an introduction. Introductions. We're going to go around the table. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to introduce yourself. And then we're going to do the, the, the question. You're going to answer the question. This week's question. What's the question? We're going to do the question. I'm going to talk about the question. You ready for me to talk what about the question? What is the question? question? The question is, if you're curious, Ryan, if you could invent a brand new Halloween monster, 
What would its origin story be, and what powers would it possess? Mm. Mm. Easy. Question again. If you could invent a brand new Halloween monster, what would its origin story be, and what powers would it possess? God. We're going to go in order. From uh, starting on my left this time, we're going to go with Ryan. <laughs> What's up, Coinopians? Welcome. Welcome to the spooky week of Halloween. I assure you this week, I'm going to... I'm going to scare your panties right outside your buttholes. But if I could create a Halloween monster, I would create the Green Mist. Its origins would be from Steven's rotten butthole. <laughs> and all it would do is it would float around town and get into any crack inside your house. And if the mist came near you, it would melt your skin and muscles off and just turn into a gooey, ooey skeleton. That's, that's a good monster. You got that from The Simpsons. I, what the, that was one about? of the Halloween Horror Nights or, or Halloween Nights. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it turns them inside out. How dare you accuse me of that? Go on to another cowboy before I get upset. <laughs> okay, thank you, Ryan, for your monster. Next up, Chris. What up, cowboys? You're in for an extra exclusive Halloween weekend, and we're here for to have a blast with you guys. So pony on up. If I had a Halloween monster, it would be a it'd be an alien. You know, I think uh, I think when I think of old school Halloween monsters, I don't think just some kind of raw alien was like a highlighted one. I feel like it's more Frankenstein, Dracula, things like that. So I think it would uh, look like an alien and kind of kind of act like an alien. But its big thing is it would it would have uh, this electromagnetic field. So its power is when it got close to you it would throttle your cell phone and give you terrible service and Wi-Fi. So everywhere it went, it would cause destruction of people not being able to upload uh, to social media, not be able to check their stocks, um, or even worse, call 911 for help. It would just, as you got close, the whole, you know, you're listening to the Coin Op Cowboys, and the next thing you know, just fizzy, fizzy, oh, you can't hear anything now. And, and I think that actually wow. happened a little bit last episode, actually. Steven froze for, for a bit. That was scary. I always thought Steven was an alien. That's why he can't. <laughs> that's why he can't tattoo his nipples because he actually breathes through his nipples. It's also why I struggle with human food. Doesn't agree with me very well. <laughs> I don't have the right uh, bacteria in my stomach. Survives off tootsie rolls from Xylor, my home planet. <laughs> we don't have Taco Bell. All right, the EMF alien. Thank you, Chris. All right. Uh, next up is uh, Steven. All righty, my oh oh. Ooh, it's the spooky episode. It's your boy, Steezy, <laughs> and I come for your blood like a Dracula. <laughs> also, not probably the the second coolest thing I'm going to say on the podcast today uh, is my monster, my Halloween monster. <clears throat> it's going to be a spirit that inhabits your sex toys and the origin story <laughs> is your nightstand <laughs> wherever you keep those sex toys <laughs> and on halloween they come alive and they penetrate you and they do dirty things while you sleep so be careful what you keep in your room it's going to scare you to death or penetrate you did you ever did you ever see the horror movie puppet no. master <laughs> i i just saw did it on peacock did it have spirit sex <laughs> toys in it? There was one. There was one puppet. So the whole concept of the movie was there's like different puppets, and they all had like a, a gimmick to how they kill people. One one had like scissors for hands, and one had like a big drill on his head. 
But then one was like a sexy puppet. <laughs> and she, I think she was called Leech. And she would just like spit leeches out of her mouth. But somehow oh. she would like seduce like these full grown men. And she's like a 10 inch puppet. And she started having <laughs> sex with them and dropping leeches on them. Dropping leeches on them. But don't leeches kill you like slowly, right? It was usually a team effort because they're only like 10 inches tall. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And a little weird. Yeah. I also was Thank thinking you, about something along the lines of like your sperm coming back alive, like all the sperm you've dumped across the planet, uh, coming back alive and then like kind of like swarming <sighs> you, like God swarming you and just kind of <laughs> telling you like how like uh, disappointed they are in you that like you didn't value their potential. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of said there. I could have been what I could have been. <laughs> you get Instead visited in the middle of the night. Piece of tissue. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be crusty tissues floating yeah. around your room. Just telling you a lot of things that make you feel like an awful human being. <laughs> Dirty socks. Dirty socks. Oh my god. What is wrong with you? <laughs> So, Steven, have you ever, did you ever see that movie Sausage Party? Yeah, definitely. I love that movie. <laughs> so, like, you know, it's like the hot dogs alive and they're, like, talking to each other. Well, well, they're when they're in the one guy's house, it's like the, I think, like, the condoms alive. <laughs> so, it was kind of like, it was taking all those different inanimate object things and really playing into what you were just yeah. talking about. Anyways. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Steven, uh, for your, I don't know which one was your choice, but let's just go with sperm. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with the crusty <laughs> tissues floating around yeah. this room. <laughs> this, I'm so disappointed in you, Something. I could have been the next serial killer. All right. I'm going to round it out with a phantom pancake. Oh, phantom pancake. Yeah, phantom pancake. Oh, so cute. It's an abandoned breakfast. <laughs> yeah. An abandoned breakfast that flips itself in haunted kitchens, seeking the perfect drizzle of syrup. Ooh. Thank you, ChatGPT, for that answer. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? That's too terrifying. Perfect. Too perfect of a description. And you're reading it off. Thank you. Actually, I'll take that as a compliment. I'll take that as a compliment. Because I wrote it down right now while you were tell- talking about fucking all right, jizz. All right, all right. Yeah, you've yeah. entered. You've entered the. Okay. Uh, point of my tiredness where everything's really funny so this should be a good podcast dude have you ever had a bad pancake yes dry Uh, i'm not a big fan of the ones like from the diners that like seem like they're very spongy i like a very dense pancake fluffy but dense like not like i don't know don't you know what i'm talking about like like where they have like a bunch of like it's like spongy like they're spongy i like a little crisp to my pancake yeah yeah they're cooked in oil i made homemade waffles one time and i needed baking powder so I was looking at the covers, I could, and I found baking soda, and I was like, well, that's the same thing, right? So I put, like, three tablespoons of baking soda in the waffles, and I ate them. And they weren't the greatest, but my mouth felt, like, really clean afterwards. <laughs> that's funny. I've never had a bad pancake at IHOP. It's always a good pancake. IHOP is probably the best. You know the best way to eat pancakes? I'm going to let you in on a little secret, because it's epic and life changing. your no, mouth. Get the fuck out of here. You put Jif peanut butter on it, and then you put syrup, and then it's the most to die for thing in the world. Mm. Peanut butter pancakes, baby. Uh, That's my thing. 
might say anti-syrup okay. on pancakes. What? 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 what is a fucking monster? Well, that was a great podcast. <laughs> Jesus. See you guys. Well, oh, yeah, I just like to down. put paper in my mouth and chew on it. <laughs> so it's, a, it's actually, I think the best the best pancake is they have to be like really hot, like freshly made or really hot, and they gotta have butter on them. And not just butter; it's gotta be like you gotta give them time to like melt, and they soak just a little bit. But you don't put syrup yeah. on it. It's so weird. There's no syrup. The fuck. I'm not really like a sweet breakfast guy with the exception then of just donuts. Don't, which is eat, really don't order pancakes then, you psycho. See, that's the only thing that puts IHOP above Denny's is because they have the flavored syrups. You got the strawberry, you got the blueberry. Does anybody still go to IHOP? It's like wildly expensive for shitty diner food. Excellent pancakes, though. Yeah, good pancakes. The, the trick to IHOP used to be whenever they had their specials, like the whatever stupid thing they're promoting for a limited time, be like $10, but it comes with a whole side breakfast, too. Yeah. The best pancakes, actually. Have you guys ever been to the pan? Nope. Yes. Yes, you have. Mm-hmm. Because you used to work near one. I, I don't recall when I went. Oh yeah, yeah. I went to one in. Uh, I went Gardena. to one in South Bay. Yeah, I went yeah. there once. It was pretty good. It was amazing. Wasn't the best. Wasn't the best. It was the best pancake. The best you pancake didn't get the- I ever had in my life was in Las Vegas <gasps> at a little trendy, okay. Steven's trendy bachelor party. Yeah, no, it was Rick. My Ro- bachelor party Ro- was in Palm Springs. Kenneth. Oh yeah. Kenneth. Yeah. Kenneth's Matt's? bachelor party. I don't know what we call them these days. It was was Matt's, and it was at a place called Eat, period. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that That, pancake was phenomenal. Wow, that was the most magical pancake I had ever had on a random Sunday morning. Yeah, it could have been the hangover. I don't know, but everybody unanimously agreed that it was Everybody agreed that that place was pretty bomb. Like, everybody had a good meal. I mean, shoot, you you could only sit, like... 20 people in that room yeah. i mean it wasn't a huge establishment they have another eat franchise i don't know if they're related but eat eat uh eat chow i don't know there's something like that in uh costa mesa if it's the same it, it I'm was going. a good it was a good it was so good spin that wheel jigger it's all right good. gentlemen thank you so much for answering all kinds of questions and uh who was <laughs> <laughs> that had an Whose echo. tight little butthole was that? <laughs> <laughs> that? thing was squeaky. All right, here we go for our Halloween special. Spin your Let's fucking sp- wheel. Yeah. You're not editing out these farts, are you, Angel? No, they're staying in. <laughs> okay, good. Ryan! Oh, fuck oh, yeah, baby. Let's go. Hell yeah. Go. Dude, All let's right. fucking go. Brian's just been, like, baiting us for the last two weeks, like, showing us snippets of his work. This is supposed to be his greatest project to date. That's true. This, this is one of my proudest. Hopefully uh, the internet doesn't silence me for this one. Oh, God. Ryan, what did you bring? No, no, no. Our, our fearless leader tasked us with putting together some Halloween spookies here, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the one that succeeds in, uh, and making the scariest podcast ever recorded. Why don't I hear myself? Mm, voices in your head talking to you again? Yeah. Anyway. Let's see if Steven stops being so rude. Yeah. Call me rude, boy. So this, this segment I've titled 1970s Fright. Now this story begins on November 13th of 1974. Just 30... Is 30 miles outside New York City in a Long Island suburb. It's a cold, still night. It sounds like it should be a peaceful evening, right, Angel? Yes. But it was anything but for the Defoe family. You see, in the middle of the evening at 3 a.m., Ronald J. Defoe Jr., also known as Butch, 
took a 35 caliber rifle, walked room to room, murdered his entire family one by one. All four of his siblings and his two parents. Kill Tacular! That's it. Steven, that's very, uh, it's very disrespectful. Too, too soon, too soon. A little bit. Uh, the, the, this isn't one of my conspiracy theories, Steven. This is a real okay, fucking story. Sorry, okay? I make jokes when I get fucking nervous. Asshole. I'm all spooked out right now. I have some fucking respect. <laughs> sorry, Defoe family. <laughs> what the fuck did up. you do that, Foe? Hey, now, is William Defoe related? No. Defoe. <laughs> <laughs> that got you? I can't believe that got you. This is so stupid. Anyway, Stephen, when the when the police arrived on the scene, they found all the family members laying face down in their beds, having been shot execution style. All except for the 22-year-old Butch. Butch had claimed the murders were an act by the mob, the mafia, Stephen. Yeah. But the next day, the guilt got to when he admitted to his crimes, revealing where all his bloodstained clothes were and as well as where the murder weapon was. And the interesting thing about this, Stephen, is that all the family members laid face down mm-hmm. had always been strange because there was no suppressor on the gun, Christopher. There was no pressure on the gun? No suppressor. Oh, okay. But all of the family members are found face down. How, lar- how loud would a thirty-five caliber rifle yeah, be? Yeah, it, it, and you, you can only fire one at a time. So I would assume if you were to sneak up on one family member and shoot them in the back of the head, the rest of the family members would look at you or try running from you. So it just, it, it, I'd be surprised you'd be able to get so many down in a short amount of time and have. All yeah, it was three a.m., but you think someone would wake up, right? Right, Chris? Yeah, oh, yeah just you're be right. Laying in their even, bed. And then on top of that, even if he had the ball like tied up and he did like execution style, you're right. I mean, if he did like seven shots, my neighbors would be asking what's up. Now, Butch eventually said he drugged the entire family with sedatives, so that that should solve oh, your your. That'll that'll do it. Yeah. Right, Stephen. That solve your problem. Yeah. Definitely. But the gun doesn't get quieter <laughs> with its drugs. However, after after a toxicology report, Stephen, there's no trace that the family was drugged. Oh. What? Wow. Yes. Maybe he uh, mm. took them there one by one. He had them all chained up. He took them one by one to the beds and like told them, you better pray to your gods. What's execution style? Just like in the praying position? Or what? what is- yeah. Gun up yeah. to your head. Like on your knees, back of the head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, Butch quickly became infamous for frequently changing how the sequence of events occurred. It eventually backtracked Stephen to only admitting to killing his sister, Dawn. He claimed that Dawn and an unknown male accomplice were the ones to kill the family. And he stopped Dawn, killing her in a struggle, but then the man disappeared into the evening. What the fuck? Now, unfortunately... So he's the hero. I'm sad to tell you that we'll never know the truth of these murders because Butch died in 2021 in prison. At the tender age of sixty-nine, he wasn't. Uh, hey. uh, he wasn't Epstein's uh, cellmate, was he? He was not. But our story tonight doesn't really lay with Butch. He's just the beginning, because tonight's tale isn't one of murder; it's one of supernatural happenings of what is now known as the Amityville Horror House. Yes. Mm. Oh yeah. All right, now I'm excited. I watched the Ryan Reynolds <laughs> one. You have my attention. Oh, this is much deeper than Ryan Reynolds out there, shirtless in the rain with his so axe. Hot. Saw that at the drive-in, so I almost thought I was gay. <laughs> almost. Apparently, everybody already thinks that. So whatever. I'm just wasting my time, fucking women. Now, <laughs> <laughs> to be out there plowing asshole. 
<laughs> Hit me up at. I got real lightheaded. <laughs> Dirty Steve does anal oh. sixty nine at gmail.com, baby. Hit me yeah. up. <laughs> what's, the, what's that game you play? The Mafia. Find yeah. you on there. <laughs> mafia Wars. Oh God. Why were you sharing pictures of shirtless Ryan Reynolds? It wasn't me. To to see to see <laughs> this. I was doing it for Steven. Yeah. <laughs> Closet man, nine thousand. Now, now after the murders, this house remained empty for thirteen months, until George and Kathy Lutz purchased the home and moved in to live the American dream. However, what they experienced was hardly a dream, but quite frankly, it was just a fucking nightmare. Now you see, the Lutz family were tormented with paranormal activity. Soon after moving into the home, George reported waking up every day at three fifteen. A.M. What else happened at three fifteen in the morning, Stephen? Uh, at three fifteen in the morning. Ooh. Mm-hmm. He uh, Ryan Reynolds had. Think back two minutes ago. Ryan Reynolds had to poop. No. Oh, the guy. No. No. The family was murdered at three oh, in the morning. Remember? Oh God, I knew that. Ah, pay attention, I we're Stephen. We're on a different story now. So every day, <laughs> George Lutz would wake up at three fifteen every morning. And he'd feel like there was a presence beside him. Now remember this, Stephen. It's going to be important later. Okay. Soon, the couple also reported smelling rancid smells all throughout the house, like sewage. Just sewage throughout the house. They'd feel deep, cold spots just in the middle of a normal room temperature room. Um, and even, even the strangest thing, green ooze would seep through the walls and through the keyholes. Uh, now, Chris, you're in construction. Do you ever hear of a like, green ooze coming out of the walls on construction sites? Is that a normal thing? No, that would be a punt to the side of me. We'd have to take care of that. But uh, No, but I think Chris knows a handyman that can come fix that. <laughs> that is true. What's that handyman company called again? He's, I know, I'm trying to think of it. So he's, he's, got, he's got his cock sucker in case you need any, <laughs> you have any excess cock. <laughs> <clears throat> so the, eventually... The Lutz family had enough of its smell and being cold and fucking ooze coming out of the walls. So they called a priest to the house. Immediately upon visiting the house to cleanse it, the priest felt very uneasy. An uneasiness all throughout the air. As he explored the house room by room, this just never went away. But one room in particular brought him to a, a standstill, Angel. And as the priest was standing in the, the family's master bedroom... A voice yelled to him, Stephen, you know what it said? Kill your family? It said, get out! Fuck! And the priest headed, heeded these words, went to the couple, said, under no circumstances, you cannot sleep in that room ever again. Wow. You think, you think the family listened? Did the Lutz listen to Angel? I'm guessing they didn't. Absolutely not. They did not. They did not. The Lutz family did not heed the words of the priest. Now, a few days later, after the priest had left, George was in the yard with his son, Daniel. They were enjoying a, a mild... Saturday afternoon, just, you know, playing in the yard, tossing water balloons, mowing the lawn, picking up dog shit, whatever you do in a, an American suburb. And then George turned around, and he said, my boy, what, what's wrong with you? And Daniel just stood there, and he said, oh, oh, oh. father, look at the window. What, what is that there? And George said, oh, my sweet Jesus. George and Daniel stood in horror as they stared at the second floor window. And they saw a pig-like creature staring back at them with dark red eyes that could only be from the pits of hell. George rushed into the second second floor of the house, burst into the room ready to confront this creature and end all the terrors that tormented them. You know what they found, Christopher? A 
dead pig. Nothing. Not as exciting as a dead pig, but nothing works. Now, a few hours later, same day, Kathy reported seeing a knife fly from the kitchen table just across the room. The family was at their wit's end, ready to, to move, and started to plan their next steps. That night, George and Kathy laid awake in bed discussing options of what they could do. Burn the house down, just leave the house, get the fuck out, leave the country. And as they are discussing options, they drifted off to sleep. And you know what, what happened next, Stephen? What time did George wake up? 3.15, you bitch. Yes, George woke up at 3.15 <laughs> and he looked over to his wife. You know, know, know what he saw, Stephen? A fucking demon. No, Kathy was levitating above the bed. Oh, dang. George took action, brought her down, woke her up, shook her, grabbed, grabbed the kids, and moved out of the house. 28 days after moving in. But they weren't done yet. They moved out 28 days after, but they weren't done. You see, they were committed to their American dream and did not want to lose their home to an evil entity that was making their lives hell. The couple now bypassed the church and brought in famed, famed paranormal investigators, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yes. Who, who are Ed and Lorraine Warren? Christopher, do you know who these people are? <laughs> no idea. Steven, do you know Ed and Lorraine uh, Warren? Yeah, they're famed detectives. Paranormal detectives. They're also the stars of the hit film series, The Conjuring. What about the phasmophobia yes. game? I have nothing to okay. do with that. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so five months after the, the Klutz family moved out, Ed and Lorraine conducted an investigation of the home. They even brought in a local news crew to accompany them. In the course of the investigation, Ed reported feeling a demonic presence. And at one point, he was physically pushed to the ground. Lorraine also had visions of seeing the, uh, the bodies of the Defoe family all throughout the home. And most striking of all, I'm coming to all of you cowboys with photographic evidence of a demonic being. Oh, baby. Now, we'll, we'll post a link for all your cornopians if you have the stomach to see this thing. But you know what, Steven, you might wanna you might wanna turn on a light because shit's about shit's about to get fucking spooky. You're gonna be super schizophrenic in your closet. Alright, you ready? Ready to see what I see? Now, Christopher, I want you to explain to the audience what you see when I show you this image. But I'm like the scaredy cat of the group. I understand you might be startled for a minute, so audience be prepared for 30 seconds of silence. Because what I've got prepared is really startling. Alright, I'm ready. Alright, here we go. What, what, what do you see, Christopher? <gasps> I'm not looking yet. Okay. Um, uh, it's a staircase. Oh, okay. So, okay. <laughs> Taking a moment. So, it's like a picture looking... Uh, uh, it's like you're on the second floor of a house. So, there's like, in the left-hand side, there's stairs coming down. I don't want to look, I don't wanna look at this anymore. And then there's stairs that go down. Yeah, <laughs> so, but there's like a black and white photo taken, and in the corner there's like a spooky little kid poking his head out the door, and then there's there's like a, I'm assuming this, there's a picture in the bottom right hand corner that's like, must have been him when he was alive. So Possibly. Ryan's inviting like spirits into life, our house. Uh, photo of spooky. It's okay, you don't, you don't live in Long Island, Stephen, it's okay, it's very far no, away. <laughs> he can teleport through the screen. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you look at its I eyes, did. Steven. You didn't I look at its at eyes, it for did a you? long time. All right, here's, here's what's important, Steven. Are the eyes white when you're looking at it? Because if they are, you're yes. fucked. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a black and white photo. <laughs> ah, I looked at it again. Take it off my screen. I don't like looking at it anymore. I'm getting, getting chills. So after, after this investigation and seeing everything, immediately after, the Lutz family finally threw in the towel. They packed up, moved to California. Now, I know you all might be thinking, is any of this real? And the world at large questioned this at the time, too. Because you see, the Lutz family had a large collection of legal and financial issues, so everyone just thought, hey, well, they just want to make some fucking money here. However, you know, the Lutz family took a lie detector test angel. You know how it came back? Uh, they were telling the truth. They were telling the truth. No signs of deception were evident. Can I see a copy of the report? Little Daniel? The, the, the lie detector? The one that's, that wouldn't be interesting to the audience, Stephen, <laughs> so we would not be looking at that. <laughs> Little Daniel, you know, the one that saw the pig-like creature, he eventually moved back from California to Queens. And as an adult, he's now a stonemason, but he claims that those 28 days in the house ruined his life forever, and he still has nightmares about the home to this day. You remember Butch, Christopher? Yep. He was the butcher. He was the murderer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He continued to shift stories until he died, but eventually he admitted that there were voices in his head that told him to murder his family on that fateful evening. Perhaps it was the voice of that very demonic child we just looked at at the, the, the staircase. Man, I could totally see that happening. There's a lot of people with, like, uh, uh, you know, mental health wards that say they have voices in their head, so I could totally see that being a common thing of... Spooky stuff talking to you. I mean, but like on, on the other hand too, I feel like normal human beings. Like you ever you ever be like walk you're walking down the street and a kid's like riding down on a skateboard and then you just get like a sudden random thought that you're like, oh, I should trip that kid. And you're like, what? Why did, <laughs> what, why did that come to my mind? You know. Intrusive so thoughts. I think it's uh I think it's just yeah it's just out there. So you know I mean I'm so I'm just kind of like trying to look at this other stuff, but the real thing I want to figure out is what the hell is that behind Steven right there? You freaked me out, dude. That actually got me. I'm like, where? <laughs> so my question is, do you know how many Amity, Amityville uh, horror movies there are? No, oh, there's like ten. Close. close there's close, a close. ton. Here, here let, 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 let me. Four? Let me share my screen of something equally horror, horror as the little child. It looks like 15 or 20, maybe. Jesus Christ. It's almost been like every, it's just like every other year they're coming out, coming out with a new one. It just had that much of an impact. Wait, so did we find a soft spot for Steven? That he's actually... Because he, he sounded genuinely concerned staring at that picture, which was a very <laughs> creepy picture. <laughs> I know for a fact that Steven doesn't like like the paranormal, like demonic shit. That really gets to him. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's dead. That's right. He's going he's gonna to jump awake at the last moment. Yeah, you know, I, I, would, I would chalk that kind of picture up to uh, Photoshop. But there's a channel, a YouTube channel, if you guys have a minute, check it out. Actually, they come out with uh, Hell Week, uh, Sam and Colby. They actually, I think it was The Conjuring, actually. It wasn't Amityville. I don't know if they've gone there. But in The Conjuring House, I think, they take a picture, a, ther- a thermal picture of, um, that's, of, of a child just like that, but on their like thermal camera. It's pretty crazy. Like Live on camera, they take a picture of that. Fucking spooky shit spooky shit you don't fuck with that shit now apparently mr lutz was into the into the occult as well so he probably brought this upon themselves as well make it even worse 
Did, did you guys ever watch that Netflix show called The Haunting of Hill House? Yeah, that was a good one. I was yeah. that was super spooky. So so after you watched the whole movie or whole show, it was like ten or twelve episodes. Um, did you realize that like every almost every scene had like a hidden ghost in the picture somewhere? There was like some yeah. like like sixty different ghosts on there that you only caught like a few of them. That was really spicy. Like I knew it existed, but I never noticed them, and it really upset me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what do you think about the Amityville, Christopher? Do you think it was uh, legitimate hauntings, or do people just want money and attention for something no, that doesn't to- exist? Totally legitimate hunting. Especially you start with the like the guy murdering everyone. That's like like. It's a terrible thing that happened. I hate to see that. But I can totally see evil spirits given, you know, I feel like they're giving us bad ideas all the time. And I think uh, just like taking a murderer, for example, I don't think someone's born a murderer. I think they start by doing little things throughout their life and then they just build to that point. And I always use I always use Tiger King as an example here. Did you guys watch the Tiger King saga? I did. I did. So so Tiger <laughs> King, he just got really irritated at this one person. You remember what her name was, Ryan? Uh, was it Lorraine? CB. Oh, Sarah, Sarah Baskin. Sarah Baskin. Carol. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Yeah. So... Is like every episode, he was just talking about, dude, that's her. She's the one, you know, I got junk mail today. It was from her. Someone gave an anonymous phone. I'm getting this. And his whole life kept, like, going down the tube. And he kept saying it was this person's fault, this person's fault. Well, after, like, 15 years of this episode content, he finally hires a hit person to go kill her. And so I'm like, okay, there you go. It was just a slow period over time. So I could imagine people with health problems, mental health problems, or with just like little little bad things you know like the little devil on your shoulder telling you bad things for long enough i think you would start some people start believing it there's a ghost adventures episode where they go to that that um joe exotic's little tiger oh yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's still active right except for most of the tigers are gone i think i think it's closed now i think they fully shut it down Steven, what say you? Is this, oh, he doesn't have his headphones on. He's not even listening. <laughs> we lost him completely. Angel, you you believe in the Amityville? Hundred percent. hundred percent. I'm bought in. Baby. For those for those things, I believe it. Hundred percent. I believe in it. I've had it. I've had experiences similar. I believe it. I believe in it. And you know what? My uh, cousins lived in a house in Poughkeepsie, New York, and it's like an hour outside the city, and. They had a lot of unexplainable things happen at that house, and I was witness to one of them. Ooh, what did you witness, Stephen? Tell us, tell us. Uh, no, it was a TV coming on in the middle of the night, and I was the only one sleeping on the couch. And Ooh. they said that they... It's almost like remote controls don't exist. Yeah, but they had a lot of issues with the thermostat. Like, it's old school. There was a regular thermostat. The thermostat would turn on, or they would turn it on, and it would turn off. Lights would turn on randomly in the house. You know, just a lot of weird things like that would happen in that house that they couldn't explain pictures would be off the wall it's spooky did they ever get the house cleansed no i'll have to ask them next time i talk to them i'll have to ask them like more specifically what would happen in that house but they were fully convinced these are rational people they were fully convinced it was haunted i know somebody that played with a ouija board in high school and then a bunch of like random shit started happening around the house and they had to get wow. a, a, a priest come to cleanse the house did it work yeah I would, oh, never, nice. <laughs> I would never invite anything into my house, whether I'm joking or not. Fuck that. Can, can we play with a Ouija board? We'll do it at your house, house first, bitch. <laughs> no, we'll do it at your house and ask what was in the briefcase. Ooh. Yeah, the briefcase was empty. 
I think the I think the when you opened it. Well, yeah, I think the building inspector or the guy that inspected my house was like, "Oh, look, a briefcase," and did a little preview. <laughs> yeah. Hey, have you guys ever heard a disembodied voice? No. No. Never. Oh wow. Not that I believe. I got poked in a castle. In your Ew. butt? No. On oh. my on my hip. Oh. It was in Ireland. Alicia said it wasn't her. Mm. <laughs> Very convenient. Okay. That's all. That's all I gotta say about that. <sighs> well, thank you for joining me on this uh, spooky adventure, uh, Angel. Did you ever hear a disembodied voice? Yes, I did at my parents' Ooh. house. Ooh. Actually, Brittany and I heard the same voice, but at different times. When I got home one night, I was walking up to the front door, and out to my left-hand side, I heard just a sudden, like as if a person was there. They went, hey! Ooh. And I turned and looked, nothing was there. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who is this yelling hey at me? And I was like, whatever, it's just, you know, my imagination. And later that night, I was talking to Brittany... And I was like, oh, remember it. I'm like, hey, uh, I was outside and I heard a disembodied voice. I heard it say hey to me. And she's like, oh, my God, when I was walking up the stairs, something like right behind me said, clear as day, said hello. And she turned around like, you know, maybe someone was around or anything. No one was there. Was there a ring no camera? Uh, I think there was. I think there was. Um, I got to look back at the footage, but. Debunked. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but there was there was no one there. It was weird. Thank you all. Thank you, Quinopians, for joining me on this spooky trip. Thank you for taking us on it. Uh, now go watch Ryan Reynolds chop wood in the rain. All right. Thank you, Ryan, for your spooktacular story of one. <coughs> spin your fucking wheel. Here we go. All right. I wonder who's next. Pick 'em, pick 'em. We gotta pick 'em. Oh, oh, White here line. we go. Here we go. It's me, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for sticking out with us. Um, I have a story for you guys. So have you guys seen uh, movies recently? I know you have, Ryan. But have, have you guys seen the, the latest Haunted Mansion? No, I wanted to. The movie? But I didn't make it make it there. It's on Disney Plus the, now, the, correct? The, the ride? It okay, is. Movie. The movie, yeah. I intend to watch it this month at some point. Is it, is it worth a go? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. You know, they try to go with a spooky... Um, I, I really liked it. They try to go a little more spooky, a little scarier. Compared to the Eddie Murphy version, um, and I really like yeah. the Eddie Murphy version. I thought it was pretty good, uh, and it was interesting because spoiler alert: this one, the and you're introduced to to it really early in the in the movie. Spoiler: the Hatbox Ghost is the villain, whereas the Eddie Murphy version, the uh, Master Gracie is the villain, right? Trying to get uh, Eddie Murphy's wife—I forget her name—but uh, she's the reincarnated, uh, whatever, his wife, his love. Uh, I have a question for you guys. It got me thinking because, as you guys know, and as the Koinopians know, um, we are a fan of of Disneyland. We like going to Disneyland with our kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I've always wondered this question, and I did a little research looking into it. just want to get a you know, temperature of the room to see what you guys think. Do you guys know, and don't Google this, Stephen, who's the owner of the Haunted Mansion? Uh like in fiction or in real life? <laughs> Walt Disney. <laughs> well, yeah, no shit. Fucking in fiction, lore. Like, who actually owns it? I, no, I don't know anything. There, there's all those clever uh, headstones outside, you know, that make, like, puns on themselves. So I'm assuming it's one of those guys. This is the Br'er Br'er Rabbit. The Briar Rabbit. The Briar Rabbit. Why would it be the Briar Rabbit? Why would it be the Briar Rabbit? No. No. God damn it. 
And Chris, you know, you, you actually stumbled on one of the theories, which is the Master Gracie, because his headstone is seen outside, right? It's not Mr. Gracie. In actuality, Disney really doesn't say who it is. There's a lot of theories. The Master Gracie one, there's the Constance Hatchaway, there's the ghost host, right? The narrator throughout the ride. Well, I'm going to show you guys a connection between two brothers. This actually, I, I started looking into it, and this actually got bigger. Long story short, Constance Hatchaway actually owns the, the Haunted Mansion, the serial killer bride. Constance Hatchaway. Oh. Yeah, so in the attic. The one in the attic? Yeah, the one in the attic, decapitating. Now, if you look at the beginning of the ride, there's portraits, right? There's a, a ballerina balancing on a tightrope over alligators. There's brothers or pe men stacked on top of each other going into quicksand. And there's another one with an old woman sitting on a tombstone. That tombstone has uh, it portrays an old man with a hatchet in his head. It's not said, but you can infer that that old woman is Constance Hatchaway because her tool of choice or her weapon of choice was a hatchet. So she's uh, known as the infamous Black Widow Bride. Her husband, her latest husband, was uh, George. As I did a little more research into George, his last name's Hightower. Now, does Hightower mean anything to you guys? It's a tower that's high. a football high. player. <laughs> football player and, uh, and a tower that's high. That you're both correct. Uh, actually, the Hightower name is uh, it's, it's a family, well-known by all accounts, uh, one of affluence, power, and prominence. It's often the case with such lineage. Uh, their history is a tapestry woven with threads of ambition, greed, there's destiny. Now, George Hightower was very wealthy, and he was, he was eventually the owner of the Haunted Mansion, right? He, he purchased it, and he had ambitions, uh, probably blinded him to the dangers lurking in the home, you know? Uh, in his case, it was his wife, his bride, Constance. Meanwhile, in a different part of the world, he had a brother, Harrison Hightower III. He was also making a name for himself and through... As a pirate! Yeah, is he? I don't know, you tell me. No, he's not a pirate. He's not a pirate. I'm not talking about Jean Lafitte. No. Um, his ambition basically became his downfall. He was looking for a cursed idol, and this is the lore found uh, in the... What is it? The Tower of Terror in Tokyo Disney Sea. Basically, they, Disney hasn't confirmed that they're brothers, but they're, you know, they both say, share the same last name. And, uh, Harrison was basically looking for, um, for an idol, at, brought it back home, and it basically cursed him, leading to his demise. Harrison was actually part of another, of another group. Have you guys ever heard of the, uh, this, uh, it's a secret society uh, called the Society of Adventurers. No, the Society of, Society of Explorers and Adventures. Yeah, Disney Wiki. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Society of Explorers and Adventures. Have you guys ever heard that? I couldn't think of Explorers for some fucking reason. Nope. Never. The Society of Explorers. Yeah. And Adventures. Yeah, I've heard of that. You've heard of of C? Yeah. Yeah. Where have you heard of C? I have it's, never heard of these know. people. Like South Park or something? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to have to look into that. But basically, it's a secret society. And, you know, not in the, in the uh, United States, where in California or in Orlando, uh, is C prominent. But it's more in the, like, overseas, like, with Tokyo is huge, and the Hong Kong one. They have their own land with restaurants and stuff. And uh, basically, there are a bunch of rich guys that run around the world looking for adventure and they explore. And I thought that was pretty cool just to kind of see that uh, 
kind of lore where the owner of um of the haunted mansion is related to a brother who's in a secret society who's also getting into trouble looking for idols and you know stuff like that so so but so if each one of these are owned by disney disney's stringing all this together right there's not um it's not like they bought parts of these stories and you know they're well, like 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 the haunted mansion was their own invention, right? They didn't they didn't uh, get the idea of the haunted mansion. That's true. Someone else. That's true. It was an Imagineer. Uh, and funny story, when they started building it, um, they uh, they they were starting plans early in the 1960s, and uh, that's that ride and another ride Walt never saw completed. The other ride being Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, because he was caught up with the uh, the World's Fair from 64 to 65. Uh, and it was supposed to open in like sixty five, sixty six, but um, it ended up opening in sixty nine. Get their shit together. <laughs> Didn't someone like die at the haunted mansion during its construction? I'm pretty sure they did. I'm pretty. I don't know. I didn't really look into that part, but I totally have heard the pieces that like uh, you do not want to be wandering through the haunted mansion in the middle of the night as a security guard. <laughs> oh, they have they have a couple of stories like uh, the child at the at the exit. Have you heard that one? No, tell me more. Well, apparently there's a chi- uh, a child was really fond of the of the haunted mansion, and he met an untimely death. I think it was you know he was sick, and what they did is they brought his ashes and they spread it across the entire ride like people usually do, and uh, I guess people see a child with like a striped shirt at the exit, who's crying on his own, and uh, looking for his parents. And when they go up to him and ask him about it, he tells them, I'm looking for my parents. And they turn around to look around. They look back and he's gone. Hmm. Yeah. Spooky. Well, that's irresponsible of the cast members to turn their back on a lost child. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, another, another really famous ghost story there is Dolly. Have you guys ever heard of Dolly? No. no. I think she was decapitated on the Matterhorn. What? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that Matterhorn is like one of the most unsafe buildings in all of Southern California. It was built before building yeah. codes. So they they um, they say that she was uh, she was definitely a death, and they say that she haunts the the ride. So yeah, a lot of spooky stuff that happens there, and I just thought it was interesting to to see you know who the actual owner was, and you know it can't it's not canon, but uh, Constance Hatchaway, pretty cool. Thank you for that for that tale, <laughs> Angel. <laughs> Yeah, so it wasn't a, a word, Ryan. I enjoyed that very much. Thank you. Yes, I'm glad you did. I did it for you. Oh dang! She Dolly un so Dolly unbuckled herself to assist the child in front of her. She stood up before the dip where the track crosses the other. She hit her head on the bridge and fell under the track, and that yeah. was the end of it. What about wasn't someone decapitated on Thunder Mountain Lakes? Yes. Yeah, sounds like another good and one. And the cast member that was crushed. What was that? What? That sound, yeah. Gurgling from Steve. <laughs> it was uh, Deborah Stone, Deborah Gale Stone, working in the America Scenes of the Trash and was crushed to death by a rotating wall. Ooh. <laughs> I love that picture. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. And that's all I got to say about that. So. Man, so I would say like Steven's kind of zoning in and out right now. If we just split, if we if we left the group chat here and just left like a uh, black and white static TV screen, it'd probably freak him out when he wakes up. If only we could think of a way to play a really loud noise to startle him. 
Yeah, there's got to be a way. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, he's been asleep for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he was texting me before we started. He's like, I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> is it because of the time change? Yeah. Oh. Oh. I told him this was going to happen yesterday. He's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, he said he was good? <laughs> wow. But the time hasn't changed yet. It's just the fact that the sun's going down like super early. I think it's more so just that last day of travel just fucks you up. Because he landed on Saturday or Sunday, right? Or Saturday, Friday or Saturday? Friday. I don't know. Man, did you did did you guys see that triple dog picture? It was a it was a corn dog, but there were three hot dogs on the inside of the corn dog when they dunked it. What? Yeah. So you take a bite instead of just one corn dog being there. There's three. The trifecta, the triforce of hot dog hot dogness. <laughs> Let's, just, let's wrap this up so we can abandon Steven in his chair. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for <laughs> listening to another tale from the Coin Out Cowboys. I hope you enjoy your Halloween adventures, getting candy and spending time with loved ones and having all kinds of fun. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we depart? Yeah. There's a lot of whores in this podcast. <laughs> what? Or, or, or maybe, or so. Well, there, there's a sign on the wall that Tony made it. It says, "There's a lot of whores in this house," <laughs> but it's H O R R O R S. But it's like play on words, you know. So I was trying to equate it to the point to the to the coin up cowboys. Thank you all, Quinopians, for joining us on all of our adventures as we enter November, the month of thanks. I plan to show you how much I care about each and every one of you. Extra, extra poop stories coming in November. Yeah. <laughs> extra poopy. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, and that, with that, we're out. All right. Good night. I've got a fart on deck just sitting there right at my anus.